What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the MCU Reviewed. We're back with our first regular episode. So we're talking about the MCU movies as opposed to the Disney Plus series. Feels so good to be back. Of course, it's been a long time coming. You may have seen some of our, our stuff online, whether it's the, the latest episodes um, or our funny little trailer that we had. But we've recast Rashad, so we've had some changes here. But welcome back to the MCU Reviewed, sponsored by Fantastic. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me... Scott Lang's pro skater. Look at that shirt. My good friend, John Fick. John, what's going on, man? Man, I am so excited to be back doing this show right now. I know we had a couple of little interstitial episodes. We talked about WandaVision. We talked about Falcon and Winter Soldier. That was fun. But we haven't done an episode like this where we sit down, talk about a film. We rank these things. We haven't done this since August of 2020. So we had a little hiatus there. We stopped like almost exactly. Actually, because of the fact that Black Widow's coming out, we are exactly halfway through the MCU now because we're throwing MC or we're throwing Black Widow there. That's going to be number 24. This is film 12. So we're at the halfway mark and this is the end of phase three. So this is a fun time to get back into it. But man, I'm pumped. To, I'm pumped to be talking about these films again. Felt so good to watch um, an MCU movie last night with the purpose of kind of paying attention and, and thinking about what we want to talk about during this episode, how we want to rank it as we'll get to at the very end. That's always a, uh, a fun thing. More on rankings in a second. Uh, joining us, uh, he joined us for the, the WandaVision episode that we did a, a, a few months back now. JT, JT, welcome to the show. How are you enjoying the Bad Batch? Uh, I'm loving it. So I, you know, I'm, I'm a big uh, Clone Wars Rebels fan as well. So just to have some references to that and uh, Bad Batch is my thing. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It feels like a little mini animated movie to me. And uh, I'm just, yeah, uh, you know, we're all Star Wars fans here too. So it's, it's awesome. Um, it just, again, back to like just having Marvel content when it comes to WandaVision or, uh, or Falcon and Winter, like just to have any Star Wars content right now is just as good. So I'm, I'm just loving it, man. Right away, great time to be alive. That oh, yeah. first episode was wonderful. I love that it was, it was. a seventy-minute episode. What a great oh, yeah. time period, you know, post right after the Clone Wars to see. We we haven't seen a lot of this. Uh, how the the Empire really transitions there from the Republic, especially when it comes to the the clone troopers that become stormtroopers and so on and so forth. So right. definitely enjoying myself so far as well. I didn't know Absolutely. that I wanted this series because I never got excited for it until I watched the first episode and here we yeah, are i mean if they go off the books and comics i'm hoping you know we see some rebellion of the kaminoans and uh and a couple other things so i, I look i for me I, like i'm excited for kenobi coming out like i think there's so much in that time frame that we missed you know missed um sure. and we're gonna we're gonna see it live or as live as it can be on disney plus so <laughs> cannot wait uh we'll get into the some of the business of the show first of all some serious business the show is presented by fantastic their division of 26 Shirts. If you don't know, uh, 26 Shirts is a, a company dedicated to uh, helping out communities, individuals, charities, you name it. Uh, they have a new beneficiary every time that they have a shirt sale. So 26 times a year, or 26 shirts, they will put out a brand new uh, geeky-themed or sports-themed t-shirt. You, you can order it right at 26shirts.com, and uh, a good chunk of every one of those sales goes to a beneficiary, such, like I mentioned, uh, a family in need, an individual in need, or a charity. Typically, Del Reed, who's the co-founder of 26 Shirts, is on the show with us. Unfortunately, couldn't be with us uh, tonight, but we hope to have him back uh, for a, another episode shortly. Uh, but again, that's 26shirts.com. Uh, you can also check out 26shirts.com slash fantastic. So we should probably bring up, that was serious business, some funny business here. Um, speaking of the rankings, we, we kind of made a boo-boo. <laughs> um, a little bit. A little bit. 
we tried to bring JT into the rankings in a way that we thought was a little bit fair and fun because Rashawn had the previous votes, right? So we didn't want to just have JT take over. We wanted a little bit more power there. It helps if you have an accurate ranking list to go off of. For whatever reason, John and I way over our heads, totally forgot um, that we were, we were kind of missing some stuff there. So John, why don't you give a quick spiel on, on what we did? Because we took this to Twitter and we had a fan vote. If you yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you. So basically, <laughs> when, we, when we brought John on, we said, all right, cool. Well, we're going to give you a, sh- a shot to, to mess with the list right now because you, ha- you haven't been on these episodes. So what, what would you want to change if you could? And he picked, he wanted to get um, Winter Soldier over what would have, it would have been Avengers, right? That's what you wanted, John. You wanted to have Winter Soldier hop over Avengers, and those two were touching, so that would have made sense. Well, Josiah and I had the wrong list, and we forgot that we had already watched Age of Ultron, and we had ranked Age of Ultron above uh, Winter Soldier and right below Avengers. So that list didn't make sense anymore. So we, we, we just had the wrong list up. So we're just, John doesn't want to redo that. He doesn't want to fight again because he'd have to try to get Winter Soldier to hop two spots now. So he wants to save those snaps. We're not, we're not going to go too crazy. We're just going to revert back to the ranking that it should be. I mean, I'm going to pull it up right now. Uh, this will be a good refresher as well because we haven't visited this show, like I said, since August of 2020. So we're here. We're halfway through. Let's see where we are with the rankings. Um, and we're all going to still have our snaps. So we're all, we, we all still are going to have all three of our snaps. John gets that snap back because, because we messed that up. Uh, so yes, rankings are up right now. Go ahead. What did Rashawn try to change? He tried to get Iron Man two over three, something terrible. What, what a, a waste of a snap is, is what it was. Like, if you like a lot of people think Iron Man three and, and two, I guess, respectively are not particularly great entries or are even bad why would you care which order they're in I, yeah. that's, that's my thinking Rashad we love you man like, just, just leave, leave them bunched our, yeah for sure because we know Rashad's going to be watching or listening to this for sure and that's so. part of the reason we wanted to give John the snap because like man not only what did Rashad use a snap he kind of wasted one no offense my friend but like well, you know and, and, he, and he did lose too he put the, we put up that, that, that poll and, and nobody agreed with him so everything just stayed so um, and that is why he left the show and now he's in LA and ex- he's just doing his thing exactly Rashad, we miss you man but that, that was a gift. Thank, uh, you. Thank you. Exactly. All right. So I, I have the rankings up. These are these are the rankings from right after we finished Avengers Age of Ultron, which is the film right before that. So nothing's been tampered with. These are nothing's been snapped away. These are the official rankings that we've come up with. Uh, so number one, we have Guardians of the Galaxy. Number two, we have the Avengers. Number three, we have Avengers Age of Ultron. Number four, we have Captain America Winter Soldier. Number five, Iron Man. Number six, Iron Man three. Number seven, Iron Man two. Number eight, Captain America the First Avenger. Number nine, Thor. Number ten, Thor: Dark World. I'm missing the Incredible Hulk. I just forgot to write it in here. That's it. So uh, the, the Incredible Hulk is eleven. I can I'll, I'll fix that when we when we throw Ant Man in here. Um, so yeah, so that's the rankings. Uh, and, and this number eleven spot is missing the Incredible. I started panicking. Like, wait a minute, why is there only why is there only ten here? There should be eleven. <laughs> and it, luck, luckily, it's a movie that that barely matters because it's going to finish up at twenty. Not again. Well, I was <laughs> staring at the list. As I'm talking about it, going, we just said that this was movie twelve. What are we missing? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, good stuff. So kind of fun. We're gonna get to our rankings, our updated rankings at the end of the show as we add Ant Man, of course, to the mix. That is today's episode. We're gonna get into everything on Ant Man, the first solo adventure, not to feature one of the original Avengers here. So the the MCU starts this little bit of branching out here. Uh, but why don't we talk about just real quick kind of first impressions of the film, your 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 
kind of simple thoughts on it, if if you will, because we're going to have a deep dive into this shortly. Uh, John, why don't we go to you first? Overall thoughts on Ant Man. I love this movie so much. It's uh, it's so different. It, it's it, it legitimately is a comedy. Like this is the first movie in the MCU, I guess up to this point that is almost kind of a different genre. Like this is less of a superhero movie, and it certainly is that a little bit. I would say I would say it's a it's a comedy and a heist movie. Those are kind of the two. Those are the two biggest themes you get out of it. Um, it so it was the most different movie we've got from the MCU, and I think it was one of those things where I was all in on the MCU and I, and I was ready to go. I think I, I definitely saw this in theaters, but I wasn't like super pumped about it. I'm like, okay, it's Ant Man. The we're gonna watch the first trailer uh, in a, in a moment. I think the trailer had some hints that it was gonna be funny. Obviously with Paul Rudd, that you know, you, you got that vibe. So I wasn't like in, incredibly pumped about this movie coming out. But it, it just absolutely nailed everything it tried to do. It, it is such a good movie beginning to end. I think it has a really cool, really cool uh, cast, a great villain. And, it, and it's just super, super funny. I love that, man. JT. Honestly, I, I just love that they knew, they, you know, a lot of people are like, don't like the uh, quips and little jokes that are, that are all throughout the MCU. I'm a fan of it, depending on where and when they, they go about it, right? Um, but Ant-Man just owned up to what what it was like that. That's what it was going to be. That's why it was fun, you know, funny and, and great to watch. And Paul Rudd was just the overall impression of Paul Rudd was, is great for Ant-Man. Perfect. He's perfect. perfect. Perfect fit. Perfect fit in every way. Ant-Man to the comics. No, but Ant-Man to what is meant to be in the MCU. Absolutely. He's, he's exactly what they needed. And um, I've always been a fan of his regardless, but to be in that role and, and uh, yeah, I loved it. Loved it. What's funny is I going into this, I, for whatever reason, was not a huge Paul Rudd fan. And I know that's funny because like he had been very, very popular at that point. Um, he was one of the biggest names, I feel like, especially at that point in the MCU to enter the MCU, having already been really, really established. There were a lot of big names, but to me, Paul Rudd was next level. Regardless, uh, this kind of changed that perspective a little bit for me. Like he just, he nails this role. He's kind of the MCU's every man, uh, if, if you will. and it works so much, whether he's in these Ant-Man solo movies or we see him in Captain America, Civil War or the Avengers, like the, the way he interacts with the rest of them is just, it's wonderful. And his comedy brings a lot to the table. JT, like you, I'm a huge fan of the, the quirks and the jokes and all of that in, in the MCU. I think it, that's part of what makes this so much fun. And I know some people right. don't like it, but you know, then it's probably just not for you. Cause that's, that's a big part of what the MCU is. Um, getting into a little bit of uh, what the box office numbers looks like for this not not surprising but nothing crazy so the the movie came out july 17th 2015 right on the heels relatively speaking of avengers age of ultron and uh the worldwide number was 519 million three hundred eleven thousand dollars nine sixty four 965 that's so, that's pretty i mean for for a non-avengers movie in 2015 for you know it's not the ensemble cast i, I feel like that's pretty good it's good i i don't know that it's almost considered a, a success which is funny what was the what was the budget for it do you know that oh, i'm not sure on that it, it couldn't have been more than like yeah, one, 120 or so yeah one I, I, I don't know 20 I, I mean you know 500 sounds like a pretty good success for for a i don't know i, mean, I guess what what were the the other non-Avengers movies doing like at that time, 500 sounds like a, a good amount for 2015 to me at least. Yeah, I mean, and coming off the like you said, coming off the heels of Ultron, I mean, people just that was such a big showing and one of my favorite MCU movies personally. Just to come off of that and still do have for Bill, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. So all right, I mean, so I guess for reference, uh, one one that we talked about pretty recently, 
Captain America Winter Soldier only did 714. So that didn't cross a billion. So I mean, 200, 200 million less than a, the second Captain America movie. I feel like that's a pretty good showing for Ant-Man. My, my, one of my I would say it top. is too. I, I, I'm thinking from Marvel's perspective. You know, I, now though, now, now is different. I mean, now we're at a point where in 2019 they put out three one billion dollar movies in the same year. So like that, they I think once Infinity War hit, they 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 kind of just crossed the threshold where it's like, all right, there's a good chance anything we do is going to hit a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I mean that streak they went on with the, um, if you even think to like 2019, I think they had seven. Disney had seven movies. Disney, that makes sense. Mind-blowing, right? So you had um, Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. You had Endgame. What else came out? Captain Marvel. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. And then they had a a few other... Live action. Uh, Toy Story 4. Could have been Lion King that year, too, maybe? Yeah. It was Lion King and or Aladdin. So it might have been Aladdin. That actually sounds that sounds more more accurate time wise. Kind of crazy to think about how big of a juggernaut 2019 was. But I mean, you think too, like Wonder Woman, not Marvel or D, um, not Marvel or Disney, but it came out in 2017, and and I think it did not. I don't even remember now. I I should have done some research before bringing up that point. I guess I feel like it did somewhere between 700 and 800 million, and that was like considered almost a letdown. But like, how how could yeah. it be? Like it was. I- I see those numbers, so and I, I don't. Yeah. That, when I see those numbers, I don't. I don't think that's a letdown. I mean, I. I think there's some people out there that think blockbuster nowadays and need that one billion dollar mark to 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 validate it. But I mean, five hundred million, seven hundred million. That's a lot of money, man. That's that's killer. I don't know if we're ever going to see a movie do that again after in, in a post pandemic world. Yeah, they should reset that clock right now and be like, "All right, here from now on, this is when we're comparing movies." <laughs> right, right. Oh, it could go two ways. If things open full capacity, though, I think it could it could raise the level. Who knows? Yeah. People have been stuck stuck at home, and sure. uh, I, don't know, I think you're gonna have a, yeah, I mean, a a balance there between people, yes, who are, who want to get out, but then people who still don't feel like they're ready for that. So I, 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 we'll see. Right. I've yeah. been of the mind that movies will still do very well because even at let's say a quarter capacity. When's the, except for an opening night movie for Star Wars or Marvel, when's the last time you were at a packed theater where you like couldn't find a seat? Just sure. saying, uh, you know, we'll see what the numbers look like when uh, movies start hitting again, which is actually just you know depending on where you are in the country right now. Yeah. Um. Right. So I'm excited to see a Quiet Place two at the end of the month. Almost oh, got there. Same. Almost same. Yeah. Same. I had I, I had those tickets booked literally in my Apple Wallet. I have a Quiet Place two purchased. And obviously refunded since then for like March 20th of 2020. So that's one of like my favorite oh. little time capsules about, the, not, I mean, not much to favoritize over the pandemic, but it's just so interesting to look, look back and it's like, man, I was going to see that movie and that's still not out yet. It's insane. Dude, I wanted oh. to so bad see the, uh, uh, John and I were talking about this, the uh, marathon, marathon of A, a Quiet Place back and A back. Quiet Place too. And uh, I was in the Geekiverse Slack and I said, hey, anyone want to go see this? And I, just someone said, "Does anyone want to tell him?" And I was like, "No." Yeah, and the oh. movies just started getting pulled. So like, uh, I was I was so close. But you know what? I'm just a few weeks away. We're almost almost full circle. Right. We've almost completed the circle. Yeah, I can't wait to be back in the theater, man. That's that's like my it's my literally my happy place. Like I, I, too, I don't care if it's just me. Yeah, like, I, I yeah. love the theater. 
It's great. And to, br- and to bring it back full circle, throughout this whole pandemic, I've been the one just begging Black Widow to come to Disney Plus. I'm like, just put it on Disney Plus, you cowards. You're losing money. You're gonna make so much money. But we were uh, we were like addicts coming off the the biggest uh, yes, movies we've watched for ever, sure, right? Like, yeah. I mean, but, to but not have anything. <laughs> it was yeah, brutal. It, it, was, it was a long time, but to go to come full circle, it's finally confirmed to come to Disney Plus, and it's probably going to be the first movie I see back in theater. So I'm not even going to support <laughs> the, the model that I was begging for because I'm, I'm probably going to feel. John has to do both. I know. Honestly, I might, I might, I might buy a ticket and then just you know go watch it again. You know, for thirty yeah, bucks. Put your money worrying about this on that one. John was such a I'm, big advocate of it, but they waited okay. too long. I know. I'm going to support Scarlett Joe in any way I can. I love her. Yeah, she, she I will be there spotlight. in the theaters for sure. I um, I mean, speaking of which, before we get onto our next bullet point here, tell us we saw the trailer the other day, right? There's four Marvel movies coming out from July to December. Are you Ugh. are you kidding me right I'm now? Pumped. We're gonna make up for some lost time here. I'm pumped, but I don't know if I buy it yet. I don't know if I buy that Eternals. I know we just saw a little bit of footage, but I don't know if I can fully get on board with the fact that Eternals is coming out this year because we've seen so little. But I'm I'm happy to be surprised on that. I'd agree with you, but they were pretty bold with the rest of the dates. I just feel like... and The, the, the Eternals was supposed to be out last November, correct? Yeah. This past I, November. I, Avengers yeah. 5 was well, supposed well, to be well, out last summer. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, I don't even know. <laughs> at this point. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hyped for Eternals, so I, I, I gotta be honest. Like I've never uh, read any comics, know much about the Eternals in general, um, but my understanding is there's gonna be a lot of explanation in that movie as to why, why what, when, where you know, when all this happened, where were you type of thing, you know? So, um, I'm excited. You know, I, I like, I kind of hate not knowing some things. I feel like all through end game, I knew almost everything that was going to happen or had an idea, but now I like, I'm learning new characters. I'm learning new people. Miss Marvel's coming. You know what I mean? Besides the Avengers game, I didn't know much about her either. So, sure. so for the, um, you know, I'm excited for the four films. We have what we have black widow. We have Spider-Man no way home. Is that, the, is that the name of it? No way home. Um, Eternals and, uh, Shang-Chi. Okay, so those are the oh, four. So of those oh. four, I think the the one that I have the least confidence in hitting would be Eternals, probably. But we'll see. I would agree with that. I Shang Chi to me like has a sweet spot. I I love uh, anything consisting of any influence on martial arts, and um, Same. Um, I'm really into that. To bring that into the MCU, and then of course we end the year with a Spider Man movie. Are you kidding me, man? Good times, everybody. Uh, let's see here. Next bullet point. So we talked about box office numbers. Do you remember your, your first viewing here? Like g- give us a, a quick snapshot of that. Uh, if you need a second to reflect, I, I can go first here. Uh, like I said before, off, off the heels of age of Ultron. I remember my dad and I going to see it and I was not yet at a point in my MCU love that was kind of newfound in the last year prior to that with guardians of the galaxy. Uh, I was not like an opening night guy yet. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, as soon as tickets go on sale, get me there. Then I was like, yeah, I'll see it when I see it kind of thing. So we went, I want to say probably the the week after this came out, just my dad and I during the day had a good time. It was so laid back and chill. And I think that's why I like this, partially why I like this movie is not that Age of Ultron was so intense that we needed a, a, a cool off. But this was a nice a nice transition. It was It was a new character. It was Ant-Man. It was Paul Rudd. And... It was just a fun movie. So I think that's what I remember about it most is that I, I just had fun watching it. 
I mean, what do you what do you guys think? Were, were you in the same boat? Were, uh, you... I think I'm kind of just sad thinking about it because we're just not in the theater yet. But you know, we'll forget <laughs> about that for a second. We're gonna get there. So it, it came out what I think a little after my birthday. So um, I have a Marvel crew. So every time I watch any Marvel movie, it's with uh, it's me, my wife, my two brothers. We've added a friend so far, and I think another friend's adding on. All I know is I'm, I make sure I watch it. I'm not going to worry about getting seven tickets. <laughs> People want to hurry up and get their tickets. Uh, I, I, I just was excited. You know, I, anytime I can watch any new MCU with my crew, you know, we've watched every movie since Avengers 1 together, I think, all of us. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved every part of it. Like you said, Paul Rudd, always a fan of him. And, and uh, I just, I, I missed the experience. It just makes me, I'm nostalgic. I'll put it that way. JT, I can almost taste that popcorn, uh, man. We're uh, almost there. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Well, me, I'm a, so I, I'm a, you know, the wife is a, a, a popcorn. Uh-oh. JT froze. Oh, no. I think I think I think the gods have uh, have spited him for for about to say he doesn't like popcorn. That's a, kind of like a serial offense. I don't think we can accept that on the show. So, uh, John, if you didn't know, you froze. You froze right when you said the word popcorn because I think you were about to say you didn't like it. And now I see you back. We see you moving now. So, uh, what okay. were you about to say? Uh, so, <laughs> pop. Okay, we're good. Uh-huh. So. I I like pretzels and cheese more than popcorn, uh, and then the wife has popcorn, I can't get mad and then at you she for that. she takes my cheese with the popcorn. I, That's a pro maneuver right there. That's a pro move right there. Well, popcorn and cheese. I, I tell her to get her own thing of cheese. I'll pay for it. I'll why, you already, get more why, would, why would she have some? You have some right there. She she knows what she's doing. That's ridiculous. Okay. You know how this works. She doesn't want any, but then when you have it, it looks so good. You just gotta have some. <laughs> Oh, I'm a pro at this. The worst. Yeah. And then I, can you can you bring my? Well, I don't want Regal to come at me, but can you bring my drink inside the theater? Oh, my purse is still full. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the movies. Empty the purse. We've all heard it. That's what the purse is for right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, if I got to put um, some crab legs in there, you better empty that. Jeez, oh, if you don't be that guy, I hate I hate when people bring <laughs> no, anything pungent no, no, no. to a theater. I know crab legs is like oh, a crazy. God. And I know you you love this because you're a Five Guys guy. Oh no, I had I a woman. You know what? I, not, I'm sorry. This is totally off topic a little bit, but we were watching Avengers One. I always remember this. This is the most memorable experience I've ever had. This woman had the largest spread of Five Guys for her and her five kids I've ever seen. Enough for me to eat and everybody else with to eat. And I honestly almost asked her for a burger, but she <laughs> literally the bag was like full. I mean, just handing out burgers. That, so that's like, that's offensive. Burger. Like that. I mean, like there, there's a there's a line there when it's like, all right, come on. This is everybody's experience. If you're bringing anything that's hot and has a smell to it, like that's not what I'm here for. I want to smell popcorn. That's that's not that's, that's bacon too much. cheeseburger. And I mean, it smelled good. You know, I was hungry. So well, yeah. JT, little did you know the burgers cost about 150 dollars combined, but that massive bag of fries, three dollars. Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> that's that's the five guys model exactly. right there. Oh uh, man, I'm, that's where I'm going that. after this. I think, uh, John, <laughs> kind of uh, your memories of your first time seeing this movie. Yeah, so I I can't put my finger on who I was with, but I know I had to talk them into it. I don't know if it was my fiance or if it was a friend of mine. I didn't quite have my MCU crew yet because once I once I started working at Apple is when I really like nailed in like a bunch of core dudes that I was going to see these movies with. Um, and I don't think I was at Apple in 2015. That doesn't sound right. Oh wait, yes I was. 
It was. So that must have been it. And I must have had to talk the crew into going to see Ant-Man, uh, at least opening weekend. Maybe they just were, they were not down to see it right away. But I, I just wanted something to do that night. I knew I was going to see it eventually. But like I said, from we're going to watch the trailer in a second. I was like, okay, another another new uh, MCU character. I'm sure I'm going to like it. I'm sure they're going to sell me on it. But like, I'm not pumped about it. Um, and that's kind of how a bunch of my buddies felt about it too. So I had to talk some people into it. And I remember going and seeing that in opening weekend may have been like a Saturday or Sunday, a couple of days after it came out and all of us just being like, man, this is the point where we're like, we, we had a little bit of this, uh, in guardians of the galaxy as well, but kind of just nailed it home that these guys are not missing right now. They are taking characters that we don't care about. They are, they are doing different genres. Like they, man, this is a straight up comedy heist movie like i said before this is not a superhero movie whatsoever there's some fun elements about it and obviously some great ties to the mcu but this is a different genre and they just nailed it so like i remember that that first viewing in the theater is just like standing around in the hallway of the theater just talking about how, how blown away we were so man what a what an experience i think i mentioned it on the guardians of the galaxy episode so we're talking about last summer now um Game Informer basically uh, has their calendar of, of movies and games coming out, and they reference Guardians coming out in that August, so August 2014. And they say, all right, Marvel, we get it. This is a test. If you get us to care about Guardians of the Galaxy, thing nobody cares about, then then you're we're in. <laughs> Joke's on them, man. Yeah. Because Guardians of the Galaxy was awesome, and then you get Ant-Man, and you get these other characters throughout. And even, you know, to where we're going next, like... Eternals and Shang-Chi like I don't necessarily say that I I would be excited about those movies except for this track record exactly uh right like they they've I'm, I'm sold because they've given me no reason to think otherwise so why don't um uh, John if you want to queue up the trailer I'll uh, give a, another quick promo here uh again the the show here is presented by Fantastic it's uh 26shirts.com slash Fantastic uh if you're watching on YouTube you'll see the wonderful shirts that that John and I have on uh, if you're listening, we'll have to describe them pretty quickly for you. But uh, John's got the Scott Lang's Pro Skater, which is fantastic. A, a wonderful mashup of, of Ant-Man and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. So all, all you gamers out there will really appreciate that. Uh, for me, I've got the Porgwins t-shirt on, which was a limited run, kind of Pittsburgh Penguins-inspired uh, Porgs from Star Wars crossover. So as I said pre-show, we don't want to talk about it, but I'm I'm in the market for a new NHL team right now. The Sabres have kind of given us the last straw <laughs> with wanting to, not wanting to, but probably, probably more likely than not getting rid of Jack and or Sam this summer. It's just, it's too much. So I'm in the market for a new team, but uh, it, it worked out because I had a different show, a shirt on pre-show. I spilled something on it and, and now I've got this. So here we are. But again, that's 26shirts.com slash fantastic. Portions of every sale go to those in need, whether that's a family, a charity, or an individual. You're supporting a great cause. They've raised over $1.1 million to date, which is quite unbelievable. So we love those guys over there led by Del Reed and crew. And uh, we'd appreciate it if you go check them out. John, uh, do we do we have the trailer queued up? Yeah, let's let's, let's get that trailer going. So uh, if you're watching at home, I'm gonna pull up the trailer, and you guys will be uh, looking at us and the trailer podcast. Y'all you'll be able to listen to it. Uh, but these guys are gonna have to sync up and press play when I say so because they can't see what you see. Um, so I have got it, and if you guys want to go ahead and play right now. Scott, I've been watching you for a while now. 
You're different. Now, don't let anyone tell you that you have nothing to offer. Second chances don't come around all that often. I suggest you take a really close look at it. This is your chance to earn that look in your daughter's eyes, to become the hero that she already thinks you are. It's not about saving our world. It's about saving theirs. Scott, I need you to be the Ant-Man. to change the name. So here's what I'll say. And that kind of speaks to what I was talking about when I was talking about the level of hype for that movie. That trailer doesn't do how funny this movie actually is justice. Like it, it, it has a lot of like very serious origin story, almost like an Iron Man one origin story type vibe to that trailer. Obviously we get the little quip at the end about changing the name and like, all right, cool. Paul Rudd's in this. He's going to be Paul Rudd. But like, I almost would have expected more of like an upbeat, like San Francisco type uh, vibe to the first trailer of this movie. I don't even know if I remember seeing that since I probably haven't rewatched that since it was first, uh, first unveiled. So I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> That's for sure the first time I've seen that trailer since before the movie came out uh, six years ago now. That does not capture the flavor or essence of the movie at all. And it's bizarre because to me, um, Guardians of the Galaxy did. Yeah. If we're, if we're talking comparables, you know, a little bit, uh, 10 or 11 months before Ant-Man comes out comes Guardians. And that movie had me hyped and I knew pretty much what I was getting into. That does not feel it all to me like the movie does where it's comedy and heist this feels more akin to a small scale uh intensity that we'd see on like an avengers or a captain america movie where it's like we got to save the world it's not for us it's for them i don't know kind of interesting and for the most part we, we've enjoyed these trailers and it's not to say that i don't enjoy that one but uh, i kind of missed the boat like swing or fall full weight into what your strength is there and it's paul rudd and what he brings to the table JT, what are you thinking? So, I, you know, I can't remember exactly how I felt back when I watched it, uh, obviously in, in 2015. But, um, I, I, like, did Marvel really have, I guess there's a question first, did Marvel have the Marvelness of today back then? I don't, I mean, I th- they were getting there, right? I in, mean, my, in my eyes, Guardians is when they, like, really convinced the world. Like, just, just I told that story about the game informer, like, you know, if they can convince right. us then. I, I, think, I think so, but I think I know what you're getting at, where it's like, all right, maybe they weren't, sure like based on maybe they weren't sure they could sell a funny movie that 
didn't feature something crazy like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they they felt they needed to keep the general theme of the other movies, you know, uh, besides Guardians, just to keep drawing some people in. Uh, and that's why they felt that trailer was was what they needed. And then boom, it's a surprise. Now that's boom or bust, right? So boom, it's a surprise and people love it, or boom, it's a surprise and people hate it. <laughs> so maybe that's why you didn't get more than the 500 million we talked about. Um, yeah, you know, some people may have not liked it. And, and for me, I you know, I love the fact it was more like Deadpoolish. You know that that kind of vibe. Sure. Uh, it just didn't give that off in the trailer, especially. Yeah. I'm assuming I didn't feel that way back then either. So, yeah, this feels safe. This feels like you know you like. I guess the Marvel I know is what we talked about a little bit more that balance between the comedy and action. But here, it's it's more uh, a serious tone. Almost feels like a trailer we would have gotten for like an Iron Man one or two. Yeah, exactly. If we go back that far. Like we're going back in time from 2015 to 2008 or 2010. Uh, so. This is I've enjoyed this experiment most in terms of on the show us watching a trailer and seeing how to, how we dig up feelings or how it correlates to the movie because this is the the biggest outlier that I can remember so far of anything we've watched for sure um, it, it's kind of interesting to to see and we've we've talked impressions on the film a little bit but if you guys hit a ballpark it do you know how many times you've seen this movie. For, whoever wants to go first yeah so i'll say it's not one that i always like even though it's like a comedy like we've talked about it's not one that i've i've, I've tossed on just kind of like as a background movie it's like oh, i've got nothing on let's toss on ant-man um i've probably put it on to watch it for these kind of rewatches that i've put myself through like anytime i'm looking to like rewatch the mcu is probably really the only time i've sat down and rewatched it so i'd probably put it at like or this may have been maybe like the fifth time I've sat through and like watched this movie all the way through. But I mean, I, I will say that I like it more and more every time. So like, I'm kind of excited to rewatch it again. <laughs> so I would say this is the first time I've watched it to try to find the minor little Easter eggs and details myself. Right. Like I, I think I've definitely watched it. I'd say maybe three times. This is the fourth. Um, just rewatches in general for the whole MCU. I do that too often. I feel like, but um, yeah, I, I, nothing that that's just, like John said, it's not a, it's not a throw in the background thing for me. Just randomly speaking, like Endgame's my always throw in the background thing. Like I, I can watch Endgame a million times over. So, um, yeah, not, nothing on that level. So about three four times. Yeah, I think it kind of almost like speaks to the fact that like it's just a really good cohesive movie. There's nothing. There, there's almost nothing crazy tentpole about it. Like we, we're gonna have a segment a little bit later. Like our, what's your favorite mo- moment from the movie? When I was watching this film, it was like it was tough for me to sit down and think about a moment that was the moment for this one. It's just a really good cohesive film. So it's not something I toss on just because I want you know, I just want something on in the background. It's something that when I sit down to watch it, I want to sit down and watch it. You know what's funny is I find a balance there. So for me, I've probably watched this straight through easily between eight and ten times. Um, this has been because it was right around the time when I was finding that love or that passion for the MCU where, where that was really starting to be established for me. Uh, this one is past that where I've sat down and watched it eight to ten times. I would estimate uh, a back also a background movie for me or one to kind of have on as I, I fall asleep. Like we've all got those shows or movies that we put on, whether it's Netflix, Hulu, Disney plus now um, that's been one that I, cause I feel like it's got these happy um, the comedic for sure, but like it, it's not a, a super intense movie. So it works for me to, to fall asleep to in, in a lot of cases. Um, and that, that was, that was a go-to for me maybe a few years ago. So I would say eight to 10 times plus all those, those kind of, you know, half viewings when I fell asleep to it. Um, 
Favorite non-title character. So anyone not named Scott Lang here, who's your favorite character in this movie? It, you could you could name a, a handful here. You know, John and I always kind of like try to get there first, but I'm I'm gonna cede it to JT. <laughs> you, JT, he wins the jackpot. There's only one. Hundred uh, percent is Luis. <laughs> Luis is my favorite, hands down. First of all, I'm Hispanic, so you know, repping Hispanics all day. Um, I, look, I, he he's just the perfect fit. I mean, speaking of this movie and then obviously Amanda Wasp and, and, and uh, you know, his, his little parts and how he's connected to us with the Avengers. Like, so how does some random guy just connect you to the Avengers? And uh, his stories are are honestly... So, again, I'm Hispanic. That's exactly how Hispanic stories go. Like, that <laughs> stories go, like, hours. Tangents and they can't and just tangents. Get, say, Avengers are looking for you. Like, it, 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 you can't just tell them. You need to tell them everything that happened in between. And it's like, you know, talking to my wife and it's, it's just, it's, I was, I was just about to so. say, I'm going to have to get my, my fiance to take a 23 and me because she's, she, she's got, she's got some tangents. <laughs> Listen, that's, that's, uh, that's definitely, that's definitely how it is in the world of, uh, Puerto Rican, uh, life, I guess if you want to call it, but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, who, who wouldn't pick him? I mean, I've, I'm assuming you guys are either there or may have someone a little different maybe, but, uh, Luis, hundred percent. Yeah, we're, I did have someone else in mind because I, I, I felt Luis was obvious. Um, Go ahead. So maybe that is is an answer. The end of the movie, Michael Pena, though, like what a. I respect comedy moments like this so much. Where it's it's so clearly not a part of the script, but like he just did it because Michael brought that to the table. But he goes, he said yes, and then he does this. <laughs> Yeah, like this, like twitchy half smile. I freaking love that so much. It was... I love that. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Um, yeah, JT, that's that's a good one. I I had to steer the ship from John there just to see what was going to happen. Uh, right. John, I, I'm going to let you go next. Ah, oh, man, it's so tough because like that. I almost feel like there really aren't a ton of standout characters in this film other than Luis, but um, I'm going to go with another member of the crew. I'm going to go with T.I. I I think his name is, I had to look it up. His name's Dave. His name's Dave, apparently. But um, I think I didn't know T.I. acted at all. This was probably the first movie I saw him in. Like when I first saw him, like, man, T.I., like, you know, he can carry a scene and he's super funny. So he he does stand out to me too. It's just another, that, that, that whole trio, all three of the, all three of the partners there, just such a great comic relief. They're so perfect. And like, I remember the first time seeing this movie, and like oh he's got his friends outside of prison and when they when they realize that they have to bring some more people in i'm like yes they're bringing back the, the goofballs like i'm like so pumped about it so that whole trio is great but i thought yeah i thought ti is really good too they work so well together i love that crew so much i hope we get more of them in uh quantum mania right yeah. that's gonna be Ant-Man three whenever that hits um all of when ti is introduced he goes what's your name dave <laughs> so great like the just the, this dry humor and those guys play off each other so great um towards the end of the movie they're <laughs> they're they're being pursued by the cops and they just keep shushing each other it's <laughs> so good <laughs> yeah those guys truly brought uh, a new element to the movie that that wouldn't have been there otherwise um character i actually had in mind neither of you took uh i'm gonna go with hank pym i i love michael douglas uh in this role we see him more prominent in the trailer, right? He's narrating everything that's going on there. But big fan of Michael Douglas's performance in this movie. Uh, love the family dynamic and the... Uh, I'm going to get into some of those in my notes here as we get towards the end of the episode. But um, just a good presence between kind of being a little bit uptight 
and having these moments where he breaks into the comedy and, and meets Scott Rudd halfway. Scott Rudd. Wow. How about that? Uh, Paul Rudd <laughs> halfway. hybrid there. I, yeah, I just combined them. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Hank Pimp. Uh, and it's funny, like, because I, I had no previous or preconceived notion going into Ant-Man about anything Ant-Man. I didn't know what the character is supposed to be. Didn't know if he's supposed to be serious or funny or what that dynamic looks like. And then you, I get there and it, it, I kind of like that it was fresh, but like they went with Scott lying over Hank Pym and that, that was like an MCU choice. They could have gone vice versa there. So for what it's worth, I know maybe longtime comic fans may have had other things to say about it, but for me, that was just not a thing. This was like uh, almost a learning experience for me. Um, and I think you guys are maybe in similar boats where you didn't have some of that background as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, I had no connection to Ant-Man, and uh, yeah, th- this movie was my introduction to Hank Pym and, and Scott Lang, so, yep. Yeah, same boat. The, the next uh, bullet point we want to get to here, that moment. So, we say that moment, quote-unquote. What is the, the moment in the movie that maybe sticks out most in your mind, whether it was a funny line, a, uh, maybe a tender moment that was a little bit smaller in scale? You name it. Anything come to mind, and if not right off the bat, I, I do have one. I have one too. Uh, so I, I, I did say it took me a while to think about this, but it's because my favorite moment is is definitely at the end. Uh, we talk about this being a a comedy and a heist movie, but this this final battle between the Yellow Jacket and Ant Man is really awesome. They they use the gimmick of the character, the the powers of the Ant Man, the limited powers of the Ant Man, super super well and super creatively. Uh, that that final scene when there, there's a lot that goes on and gets them there, but the using the shrinking um, the shrinking and enlarging discs to, to to get one of the ants to be huge, and when they're running around in the train set, like those set pieces, like it was it was funny obviously at the same time, but like it was just a, such a cool way to use that gimmick. I thought that whole final fight, one of the strongest endings in an MCU movie, like the final climax was just so so clever with using all all of the things that have been established in this film all all the callbacks and all the little toys the tank everything like that like it, it was so so well done um yeah that, that, that final fight and the the use of all of those shrinking and enlarging text was it was my definite that moment so i i think you know i'm, I'm with john for sure that's definitely it kind of took it so i gotta get something else and I, I did have something else anyway but i love the the final battle it was awesome um I I'm weird because I love all of the pre Avengers content. So when we saw Peggy and, and Howard Stark in the beginning, uh, Hank Pym when he was younger and knowing that Ant-Man existed, you know, prior to with all the videos that they have and, and pictures and things like that, uh, getting to the background of him and, and Janet, uh, obviously Hank Pym and, and Janet, um, Pym, um, I, I want more of that. So I, I almost like for me, it's a good moment because I, I love seeing all the past stuff that's happened, right? Like Chichaka, uh in, in Black Panther when he was younger. Um, I want I want personally a a pre-Vengers Disney Plus series with Chichaka, with Hank Pym, with, you know, Janet. Uh, I don't know if it ever happened, but I, I would just love this. Like they, you, you never know if they interacted, right? They can bring anything up at this point. Um, I, I would just, you know, for me, I, I think there's so much stuff that happened in those in, in that time period. We, you know, we see it with uh, the, the the Captain um, Isaiah Isaiah Bradley. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he existed, and we never knew until you know Captain Winter Soldier. So, or I'm sorry. Um, no, you got it. You nailed it. Well, yeah. Well, Captain Winter Soldier, <laughs> he is Cap now. The final time, uh, the series. Yeah. The series, the official Cap now. Um, 
you know, I, I, I love those little trinkets, those little little things. So, I mean, I, I personally would like to see that in some kind of series, even if animated. Um, I, I would definitely like to see that. So, for me, that was a good moment. Uh, I just love the old content. I, I can speak to that, too, because I it, it, previously on this show, I've said that, like, I've just never really cared that much about S.H.I.E.L.D. So if you go back to our Winter Soldier, uh, the, the movie Winter Soldier, uh, that episode, and when I talk a little bit about how it's not as high of like an S-tier movie for me like it is everybody else. It's partially because I didn't really care about S.H.I.E.L.D. I, like I, the, the fact that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. existed kind of even tainted it more for me. Like I don't want to watch a network television show like S.H.I.E.L.D. In, in a nutshell was kind of just like whatever for me. This was actually one of the first like little scenes that made me think like, oh, there's like some really cool lineage in what happened there. Seeing Peggy Carter and seeing um, uh, what's Tony Stark's father's name, um, Howard Stark, seeing that version of Howard Stark and seeing them all interact and like, oh, man, the pin particles like this is like 1989 like that. that I, w- I will say that that intro was super, super strong. And it was one of the, the little breadcrumbs to get me on team like, OK, this shield stuff is actually pretty cool. It hooks you really fast because you're like, hey, there's some recognizable characters, right? Like, that's a very good tie-in, especially for, as we were talking about, to a character that we don't really have any history with, with Ant-Man. Or at least the right. average fan maybe doesn't. Um, for me, you know, I love both of your points there. I'm going to bring up a little bit uh, more emotional or tender moment in the movie, and it's when Hank is talking to Hope really about what happens to Hope's mother. Uh, and why she she did what she did and went subatomic and finally like after all these years he's finally saying this is why i'm doing what i do as a dad right and it's super emotional it grips you the whole time and then at the end like nobody else can paul rudd makes it hilariously awkward and just (laughs) standing there he goes this is awesome (laughs) i ruined the moment didn't i like that's it's just it's so good because yeah he ruins the moment but for from our standpoint he actually makes it better uh, without it's such a fine line between taking the air out of an emotional scene and just making it funny. So you right. find a way to do kind of both of those things without making it uh, cringy. So it, you know, like I said, is only Paul Rudd can do. But that would be my moment. Um, Love that. I want to get to so uh, JT. Typically on the show here, I, I've got just way too many notes, and we, we've covered a lot of them, but I'm, I'm going to jump through them. If you guys have some comments, definitely break in, because I want to talk about them more. But as I go through the show, I've got these kind of observations that I just bullet point on my phone, um, and I'll get to it. So we mentioned already, this is the first solo movie outside of the original Avengers. So that was a big deal, right? We're, we're still testing the waters here, unless you count Guardians of the Galaxy. But to me, it's almost a little bit of a team-up. Um, I mentioned that I had reservations on Paul Rudd going into this. That just went away after seeing that he had, um, I wouldn't say ability, but he had some versatility, I think is a better word, uh, as an actor. To, to not just do those, those, those quirky comedies, but to, to bring his own flavor and personality into a superhero franchise. So those reservations quelled. Uh, I'm mentioning that 26 Shirts had a very, very popular meme for Avengers Endgame. After the trailer came out, if you remember at the very end, it's it's uh, Scott Lang waving at the camera, basically, for the security camera saying that he's there and he's got the van. Uh, basically, the I, I don't want to butcher this, but it was to the effect of uh, 26 Shirts putting out a meme that said, half of humanity is basically gone, but we got the van, which was, <laughs> you know, a nice callback there. Right. I love the theme. I, I don't know why this is so funny, but that Baskin Robbins always finds out. 
Oh, that, I love that. That was so good. I <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about that. That whole basket yeah. Robbins thing, like the way the manager handles that situation, and, and the way like Luis and Ti or Dave, I forget his name, just, just Ti to me. But the way they react, like yeah, that's so good. Basket Robbins always find out, man. So good, Luis, man. He, oh, Basket Robbins always finds out, bro. Yep, it's so good. Um, so what's I think the manager's name is Dale. Like that's so hysterical. Mm-hmm. To me. That, that guy. <laughs> I'm in charge of this guy. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. We can't it, keep you. Obviously, it wasn't a violent crime. It was a cool crime. <laughs> it's a cool crime. <laughs> what an acting performance that is! Um, at the very end, so you notice he says, "Totally cool." Off the records, off the books. I'll look the other way if you take a mango fruit blast on yeah. the way out. He did. <laughs> so he's drinking one. <laughs> as is uh, Scott is walking out of being fired. Pretty funny. I have maybe a, maybe this is loaded, maybe not. I have an answer in my head already, but I want to ask you guys this. Is Darren the worst MCU villain? Oh, no. Not even close. No. No, I love Darren. I mean, like, all right, th- that, was, that was an overreaction. I don't love him. I think he's very, very well written, and I, and I think it's, like, perfect for this plot. I don't, like... He himself, I think, plays the character he's supposed to, and he's completely unredeemable he doesn't have any of those kind of qualities we look for in someone you know some of the you know more two-dimensional type villains but i think he's perfect for this plot and there's there's definitely worse villains i think obadiah stain is by far worse i I think there's a lot of i think we can go we can go through that list (laughs) okay so definitely not obadiah from my standpoint good points overall john jt i want to hear your answer to that uh the worst no i think i think you're you're a little upset with the writers kind of speaking of what john said he was a one-dimensional typical villain of a superhero movie yeah i'm mad i'm angry i'm bad stop me okay you stop me movie over but i mean that's kind of like that's that's not really there but but no and that's not bad though so i i don't mind that right like that's that's just what that movie was And, and and speaking to uh, I guess the, the lower budgetness of it, like that's just what it was going to be, well, right? Real it's quick, just... real, real quick before John gets his point in. Yeah, I'm not saying he's the worst. I'm just asking. You're asking the question. That's fair. Okay. okay. Um, so, <laughs> I, so not even a rebuttal to that. Kind of just to, to support that. Yes, yeah, super, super one dimensional. But the writing is very transparent about it. Like, I, and there's really oh, yeah, and, exactly. And there's no, there's right. no, there's no like potholes is even too much of a word to use. But there's no gaps in why why he gets where he gets because like right away there, there's a quick mention that this this serum messes with someone's mind, and then they give us this really cool scene where he just straight up kills somebody in cold blood very early in the movie. So. We we know like we don't have to get with an obadiah stain all of a sudden he's this business he's the ceo who wants to make a lot of money and he wants to keep selling weapons and then two seconds later he's murdering thousands of people in the streets with a super 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 suit right so like that's the jump in logic we kind of got a little bit more clever writing or at least just a, a good paper trail uh, as to why he gets to where he gets like he, he's spent his life he's obsessed over this and now the chemicals are affecting his brain he's doing some crazy stuff Ice is a dude in cold blood in the bathroom. Okay, we get it. This guy is a villain. He's not just a CEO who wants to make money. He's a bad dude. Got it. Noted. Now now I know why this right. final fight's right. going to be a real so final I, I fight. Guess, I guess some people could just have an issue with what the plan was for him, but they executed their plan perfectly. That's kind of what you're saying. Like they, they knew what they had with him. They went with it. So yeah. I, I agree. I don't, he's the worst. Definitely it's not, not, the worst. not, not no, amazing, so, but yeah, go ahead. No. I start out this movie every time. Every time I forget the eight to ten previous views that I've had of it. 
and I'm like, oh gosh, this guy sucks when I first see him. But then as the movie goes on, I'm my my mind inevitably transforms to oh, it's not that bad from a character standpoint. Yeah. So I'm I'm more in line with you guys, but it's just a question that I always have on my mind, and then I I question that. Uh, so. I'd say right off the top of my head, Malekith is worse because he's terribly forgettable. Oh, God. I uh, forgot about Dark him. World, right? Awful. Awful. You could have um, given me an hour. I wouldn't have gotten that name right. Who is the villain in uh, um, Incredible Hulk? Is that oh. uh, Abomination? Uh, yeah, it's Abomination. It's, yep, it's Abomination. Okay. He's, the, he's below that. Like, Yeah, there, there, even, there's a lot of bad villains. I don't want to get off on a tangent. There's, there's um, Jude Law's character in Captain Marvel, I would even say, just like... so. I quickly get back to like the middle ground with him. I think there's actually pretty good development with him, despite being relatively one dimensional. Cause you mentioned there's reasons to why he is the way he is. There's the, uh, the serum, so to speak. There's the emotional issues with, um, not having, or kind of been rejected by Hank, his mentor, right? Like there's some baggage there. He's not totally this, jerk for no reason doesn't make it any less worse but you can at least get behind it a little bit like <laughs> like we talked about not that we could ever in a million years justify what thanos does down the line but it's not that he's just doing it for no reason it, at least there's something there so doesn't justify it but uh i wanted to ask the question because I, it kind of came to, to mind as i was watching it i think it, i think it's a fair question he's very he's very one-dimensional and he's almost pretty he's, he's a pretty bland character but he's i think it's written well and i think he serves the purpose of the plot well enough without you know having any glaring plot holes he doesn't make me roll my eyes every time i see him on screen past the first time there you go so, <laughs> that's enough <laughs> Once there's a I little like development, I actually don't think it's a bad performance, and I, I think it's a, a decent character. So I'm happy we had that discussion. I wanted to ask it. Uh, <laughs> both points again. Uh, Scott and Cassie's relationship, man, so it's good. beautiful. I call my daughter Peanut, and I, that's absolutely where I got that from. Right? It's just it's how it goes. So I love their dynamic. I love their uh, the loyalty from his daughter, despite being in kind of a messy situation. And I love also how it mirrors. Uh, Hank and Hope's relationship to a degree. Uh, so that's something that uh, I don't know if it's just because I have a daughter myself, but you kind of start to to see these things from a little bit different perspective. So I, I think it's all just, it's beautiful. Um, obviously, as we've gushed a little bit, this is the start of Luisa's awesome lip sync montages, I call them. Oh, lip yeah. sync montage. Uh, man, just so good so good throughout we get the the one midway through the film and of course the one at the end which has some really nice uh, tidbits but again those michael are, pena man those are so much fun and my favorite thing to do is imagine the actor listening to michael pena and trying to match his lips my favorite one is anthony mackie when he's sitting on the bench if you just like yeah. watch his facial expressions you can tell he's just listening to obviously that's the way they had to record this that he, they listen to his vo and he tries to match it it's just so funny like just watching Anthony Mackie try to nail that. And he does. It's super, super good. What a fun day or days that those must have been on set recording right. all of that. Like just Michael, you go do your thing. We're going to bring it to the set. Yeah. <laughs> so, so That's awesome. Uh, I love the line. Uh, so when Scott's trying to blow the, the safe door off in the basement and they go, it killed DiCaprio. Oh yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> killed everybody. Not the old lady. <laughs> I love those guys. We took their yep. dynamics so good. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, this is a little bit off the beaten path, kind of, but I do like that it kind of establishes, the movie does a good job establishing the perspective from being shrunken, right? So if you're, oh, you're gonna bring Scott this up. and you get in the suit, I think that that is, was not necessarily an easy thing to do, and they, they did a good job of it. But John, give me give me your thoughts on that. So actually, I was going to go somewhere else with that, but I, I do have something to say about that as well. Super, super cool. I, I, I think that the, the effects are incredible. The way they like, not even just the effects, the way they give him weight and the way they explain that, like he has the same density, if not like increased density, maybe they even said. So like when, he's, when he first puts it on, he's falling through the apartment and he falls through the ceiling, the little like puff of concrete to like show you that he went through like a concrete wall. That stuff's really good. But then there's a few times where I'm like, wait a minute. You just fell from the ceiling and you just landed on a record. Why did that record not shatter? Like, you, if you can, you know, the, the fun, funny stuff like that that stands out that's like certainly not taking me out of the movie. I'm just thinking about that kind of stuff. They did a good job over, overall with it. Where I was going to go with it is, dude, when he goes, when he goes subatomic and he's just shrinking forever, I'm one, of those, I'm one of those guys who can just sit up on YouTube until 3 a.m. and just watch theories about things like the universe and things about like molecular sizes. Like that kind of stuff is insane to me. So just being in that mindset, it's like, how far can you shrink? What happens? Oh my God, that was an atom. He's smaller than an atom. Where, where does he go? Is it just colors? What's going on? Lights reflecting. That's really, really cool. Like what, every time I see that scene, I just get lost. It's like, what would happen? <laughs> like, I love that. It makes me feel claustrophobic. Yeah, I guess is the way to describe it. When I when I see that, I'm like, oh gosh, that is the ultimate nightmare right there. Like Crazy. you're done. Oh, I do. I do love the idea of the of the quantum world, though. So, John, kind of speaking to what you said too, that's the concept of of a whole new universe that just it hasn't been accessed as far as they know, right? Like it, it, it's so cool to think about, like how they just act. Yep. It's, it's a travel through time we see an end game and stuff like that you know it's just it's it's cool it's so cool it's the concept of it's awesome i think we're gonna see more of it obviously uh with him in the last three or quantum mania mm-hmm. um so that'll be good so this is the first movie after ultron right we say it kind of uh switches things up after we get an avengers team-up movie uh funny enough of course the first movie after the brutal intensity that is infinity war is ant-man and the wasp so just kind of ironic that those two follow each other uh, to speak to your previous point just a moment ago, little did we know a lot from this movie kind of establishes a little bit of a foundation for what we see in Endgame, as well as what we're going to see in the Phase 4 multiverse stuff, at least I think. Kind of, uh, it's funny to think back and think that this movie was way more important even than it felt originally i guess i agree i don't think anybody could have predicted that the pim particles and that the quantum realm were going to be like the solution to beat thanos at the end of this 23 arc movie you know like yeah it blew my mind when i first started seeing the trailers and we all started connecting the dots it's like oh wait it's gonna be time travel those suits look awfully similar to the to the uh, ant-man suit like what yeah really cool uh hank pim refers to the iron man suit as cute i think that's a funny little yeah um i love that they reference the avengers facility as how one of howard stark's old warehouses yeah warehouse Warehouse. yes Mm -hmm. good call um that's that's a nice little tie-in seeing uh seeing anthony mackie there so their little fight right uh at that point i can't imagine that i ever would have thought that we'd get a series pretty much surrounding 
that character. Yeah. And here we are in 2021, and we did, and it was freaking awesome. Oh, and by the way, he's Captain America. Uh, you know, and I, I sadly was not part of the episode you guys recorded for, uh, for the series, but my biggest takeaway uh, from that real quick, not to go off on the changer, but um, I never thought I'd be interested in, in Bucky and Sam's history background, where, where they're going, what they're going to be. But goddamn, you know, that series, it, it totally turned me around for sure. Like it really, it really did. And I, like, he's cat. Like we never thought we'd see him be cap and, and here we are. So it, it was it was awesome for sure. To see him in those minor minor, you know, uh roles before that. And I would have never thought he'd be where he is now in the MCU. You yes. know what I mean? So So back uh, looking at it from the filter of back then, it's like, oh cool, they got like a B list MCU person to make an appearance in this. But now it's like, Oh my god, look at how far he's come, man. Like like we like like you said, we see him as cap. They did their job. Like we if you watch that series, you 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 get it and you're on board. He is Captain America now. So if, like to, to watch this film with that that new filter, it's like, oh man, no longer is he a B tier guy that they're that they're sneaking in there. How cool that they got him. It's, it's now it's like, man, he's come a long way. This is awesome. I know we talked right. about it a little bit on our last episode, but I knew you know truly whatever was gonna happen in this Bucky and and or uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series that Sam was going to be Captain America. We know that pretty much uh, from the end of Endgame, right? And man, Anthony Mackie, just a wonderful performance in that series, which we could we could talk about forever. If you guys keep seeing me look up at the ceiling, it's because there's a, a spider that has made its journey, basically. Oh. <laughs> like, like, wrong show, man. Nuts. Come back for it looks like, well, it looks wait, like no. you need to help. No, that, that's a great segue. I'm going to I'm gonna hop in and talk about one of my favorite moments. moments. I'm sorry if I'm taking one of your bullet points away, but you're talking spiders, no, man. Ahead, be like, <laughs> yeah, we're talking spiders. So in that, in that final uh, Luis spiel at the end where he's talking about how the Avengers are looking for him, I figured it's one of your notes on there but you said spider so i had to dop, uh, hop right into it we we had heard rumblings that possibly spider-man could be making an appearance in the very next movie in this in this franchise which is captain america civil war so to get that at the end um the, I, the i'm actually a big fan of the actress who plays that the journalist anna akana she's talking through all this stuff she's like oh you got to be more specific we've got guys that fly we've got guys that crawl that swing guys that crawl on walls and i remember the pop in the theater where everyone's like swing crawl on walls what sony still owns them we didn't like it was so so good to just plant that seed way before we've even gotten a trailer for uh for civil war i'm pretty sure at that point so man that that was awesome so maybe my timeline is fuzzy here but obviously that was a bullet point for me you, you yeah. know me too well john um i thought very close to then maybe like a month or two before we had gotten word that that it was happening that Spider-Man was allowed to cross over. They reached an agreement. I could be wrong on this, but I'll just tell you as I remember it. So as I remember it, I thought that maybe that happened just prior to the time Ant-Man comes out. You could be right. Civil War, Civil War comes out in 2016, but the first trailer comes out December 2016. Yeah. So Spider-Man probably would have already been a part of it, I, I would think. But I remember, if again, if I remember it correctly, seeing that and being like... Oh my god! Yeah, they just say what they said. So, and even freaking out. Even if you're right about that, I remember being in so like so. Even if that story came after or before, I I remember being so. I will see it. I will believe it when I see it. Mode like sure, sure, I, sure. I, I could see all the articles and everything like that. Like until I see or hear Spider-Man reference in the MCU, 
Sure, they made an agreement. I don't even know if I trust half of the you know half of the reports that I see. Like kind of yeah. when we were when we were going through all the you know the the, the most recent uh, will Spider Man be in the MCU anymore? I didn't believe half of that stuff until I saw like Disney actually tweet that kind of stuff out. So e- even if we were there and we had that report, I was definitely like, I still need to see it before it's real for me. And this was the first time mm-hmm. he was referenced, so it was like it was still huge. Even if it never happened, like let's say they had not reached that agreement or not gotten Spider-Man into Civil War and this happened, it doesn't matter. You can still tease that. Like yeah. that's still an okay thing. It was it's there. Just, oh my God. So when I see it now, I really, really appreciate it because it's like, holy moly, what a time that was. Think back to social media and everyone just freaking out. Um, all right, our friend has almost <laughs> made it to the corner, so I think I'm there. <laughs> Okay. So oh. if, if you guys don't mind real quick, I, I have one th- this is way before any of this uh, in the movie when Darren had met up with, uh, you know, the remnants of shield and a couple of other people that were looking to buy the product, right. Uh, buy the pin particles or, or the, their army, the, the mini army. So I've been doing, I went down a rabbit hole a couple weeks ago and I, I call it the 10 ring uh, rabbit hole. So within all of the Iron Man movies within this movie, we we see signs of Shang Chi's Ten Rings organization. So, like the the organization that that the the Mandarin is a part of, right? Uh, one of the guys in the room, look, you know, for across his presentation, had a Ten Rings tattoo on his neck. So he was a part of the Ten Rings. Um, also, uh, and I, I'm sure you guys have probably seen this or, or noticed it yourself in the second Iron Man. The Ten Rings gave uh, I can't what what is it Ivan? What's the villain's name? A whiplash. A whiplash is the is the comic book name, but yep, um, they Ivan they provided him the documents to get to the U.S. Uh, so like the Ten Rings have been around for a very long time. They're they're a main villain for Iron Man. They're you know the, yeah. the organization as a whole. Um, but to see like to to look back in all of these movies and when i like i i literally look for this stuff now so like that when i go and redo a rewatch i look for the little remnants of like the you know a guy crawling or you know just to see that the 10 rings have been around since iron man 1 like the you know the people that kidnapped iron man were 10 part of the 10 rings as well so like shang chi is coming and i think it's going to be awesome like just to see how they really connected the dots throughout the you know the past 12 plus years so yeah and i think uh, that's i'm excited i'm not fully there like you like i'm not scoping that stuff out but i've seen it i've seen a lot of that stuff tweeted and i've seen it referenced and especially because so many people thought in iron man 2 it was burned so easily so many people thought like oh this is how this is what you're gonna do with uh with the 10 rings and um i even forget who the the fake the mandarin yep the mandarin or was that that was iron man 2 right I mean, three, 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 three. Okay. Yeah. So, so people, everyone thought like, all right, Iron Man three is when they burned Like, this is how you're going to use that character. Like, all right, we're done with 10 rings. That was like a fake Mandarin. Like people were bummed about it. So to see like those, those, those things continue to be planted people who. So you remember the fake Mandarin was approached with the guy with the silence gun or whatever. Yeah. That, that was a 10 rings member. (laughs) So like they're, the 10 rings are everywhere. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how much of that we see in in Shang-Chi. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if they do like little callbacks to the scenes we've seen so far with scenes we've seen. That's kind of a, <laughs> uh, you know, th- throughout the MCU. I'm, I'm, I'm so I like it. It makes me more excited for Shang Chi. Like I don't know the character. I don't know the organization as a whole. Ten Rings. I do know that they're you know, kind of a villain more towards Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But obviously Shang Chi is associated, and it's going to be awesome. So I, I'm a big rabbit hole guy. I got to stop doing that. Same. Oh, that's great. <laughs> you said who. You said uh, someone had a, a a tattoo. What scene was that in? Uh, 
uh, the presentation that Cross gave for the army of, gotcha, of all the hornets. Yeah, one of the guys oh, has, so a, cool. has a 10 ring set to on the side of his neck. Yeah, uh, I, I did not notice that myself. I would have never noticed that myself. But down my rabbit hole, I, I noticed that. And then I started digging more into where else have they been? <laughs> I live for that stuff in the MCU, but in Star Wars too. Like that, any mm. little bit like that, like yes. I, I could write an essay on it. It's, it's, it's Absolutely. Insane. Absolutely. We were we were just really quick talking about Iron Man two and three, but I mean you can see there you can't really see it. Um, Iron Man three confirmed better than Iron Man two. It uh, you know, it's I, it's what it is. I just put it on screen for the people at home to to confirm that yes, Iron Man three is factually better according to this this piece of paper in front of me. It seems like it's factually yeah. better than Iron Man two. Uh, yeah, you can't really argue with the facts. Um, it's in, it's in print. <laughs> last few bullet points here um louise says the system love that so much i mean uh, the system. <laughs> that whole sequence is great Good. i could say i'll let you let me <sighs> uh, just just fantastic that's a scene you gotta watch over and over again uh oh oh yes okay so kurt kurt is the name of the third guy we haven't talked about in the the trio yeah that is not dave and louise yep um he is superstitious so the reason i say that it's funny because in this one he says this is the work of gypsies it's kind of funny <laughs> in ant-man and the wasp my favorite thing ever is as i reference all the time on geek of our shows and have made a nickname for john is baba yaga so in ant-man and the wasp when he goes baba yaga <laughs> i just it's funny that to a degree his superstitious beliefs were already here yeah uh, i just never thought about it <laughs> um this is something i never i don't think i noticed until watching it last night and i know it's obvious but luis as he's a security guard or dressed as a security guard is whistling yes it's a small world that so did i not notice that everything he does while he's the security guard was almost going to be my that moment. The fact that he literally the scene before he's actually a security guard. He's like, should I have like a shtick? Should I whistle or something like that? And Scott's like, no whistling. Hard cut. He's whistling. It's a small world. So, so funny. Like perfect for that character. And also, also when he knocks that dude out, he's like, that's what I thought. And then Hope walks by. He's like, I'm sorry. It's a very unfortunate casualty in a very serious mission. Like he's, that, like, that's where he, that's where he shines in this movie is that whole, that whole security guard scene. How about also him taking that guy out of the building? Oh yeah, before it blows. Did you, yeah, like that's so quick. But he, yep. he has a contract. I gotta get that guy. Yeah, so good. Um, Luis, there. I. It's so funny because a small world is obviously not only funny because it's Ant Man, right? Yeah, but because it's a Disney property. Like, man, they never fail to to intertwine those things. Stuff. I love all that. I'm here for all of it. That's why we have shows like this, right? Uh, <laughs> At the so the the end when uh, John you referenced one of your your favorite moments or that moment was when they're using the 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 discs right to enlarge and shrink and they're battling each other. Uh, Thomas the Tank Engine was one of my was basically my first so good Geekiverse thing before I knew that I would ever be in the Geekiverse. Like it was <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine and then Star Wars. <laughs> like that was <laughs> I, I love Thomas so much when I was little I had. Uh, maybe some of you can relate to this if you're listening the we started with the metallic trains and then when i was maybe like five or six the 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 wooden uh, versions of those where you can piece them together came out 
if you're in Buffalo, Hobby Lobby was uh, not Hobby Lobby. Niagara Hobby was a, a very famous store that you would go to and get your trains. Just for me, that was like a, a little bit of a nostalgic tie-in, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Thomas the Tank Engine for the win. Uh, it's on Netflix, by the way. There are newer <laughs> versions of Thomas on Netflix. Which of I've course, tried of course, you would know that. Have, of course, of course, I've tried to to have my daughter start there but she's not having it it's okay it's okay you can still watch you can still watch you don't need to wait (laughs) that's all that matters matters. what's real quick uh small tangent my daughter's first star wars experience i always envision i envision being her maybe five or six years old and then we we finally start to watch either the clone wars or the movies Uh, on disney plus there's something called lego star wars the free maker adventures it's actually pretty damn funny but it stars the Freemakers, which are a family, and their old Republic-era droid named Roger, which is a battle droid. So anytime my daughter wants to watch Star Wars, she says, Daddy? Roger, Roger? Oh, that's amazing. Character, yes. I kind of love it, but at the same time, I'm like, her first character love is Roger the battle droid. Oh, We've got some questions here. <laughs> so, that's good. Uh, anyway, uh, speaking of Star Wars, I didn't even plan this. Uh, I believe there are two Star Wars references here, whether it was intentional or not. But again, they are Disney properties, right? And so this is just ahead of Force Awakens coming out. Darren's lasers are absolutely ripped from AT-ATs or AT-ATs, however you say it. Oh, the way they fire. It's out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Listen to it. Identical. Kind of interesting, don't you think? I've never never thought of that. Listen to it. You won't be able to unhear it. They're identical. Empire Strikes Back. Um, Hank shows a diagram on one of his bits of technology earlier in the movie. And it is absolutely the same updated, but the same as when in A New Hope we see the the briefing on the Death Star and how to blow it up. Where if you fire the proton torpedo down the the chain Mm. and it explodes. I can't remember. This is like a maybe a half hour into the movie at most hmm. can't unsee it i wasn't even <laughs> gonna bring it up until at the end of the movie we hear the 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 lasers and they're that the ad ads so i think i see what you're doing there disney it's all good <laughs> uh two last things so actually one because we already covered the the crawling uh or we got a guy who crawls up the walls <laughs> it's it's a line that our family says all the time because it's such a stupid funny thing but back it up back, back it up, up. Back it up. <laughs> it's so good and you i feel like that scene was only meant to be like maybe a few seconds but they kept the camera rolling and it was just hysterical yeah so, just a guess but that feels like michael pena to me where he's like back oh up, yes back a little bit of improv there yep 100 yes. mm-hmm. i talk throughout the episode of paul rudd's comedic timing but man michael there just steals the show steals the show (laughs) guys i i had a lot of notes there i didn't think i was gonna have a lot of notes for ant-man but i did oh that's where i'm at i don't know if you guys have anything to to add that i didn't cover that was on your mind you tell me uh in my in my eyes we covered it all man then we we talked a lot about this movie it's it's just so fun it's just so fun it is so much fun i can't so happy to be back doing this i can't even tell you i can't wait to see where this is gonna rank i can't i'm very curious to see what we're coming up with here here's the thing so before we typically have gotten to our rankings i have an idea of where it's going that specific movie yeah 
Uh, I'm just going to kind of go with the wind here and see what happens. I just know my answer will probably be whatever John's is. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of that's that's how, how it works. It out. is. We've, we've only disagreed a few times. I think I think we had one disagreement where you would have kept going with Iron Man 3. You would have put it ahead of one, and I didn't do that. Watch watch the video clip. If you're, you're listening or, or watching on, on YouTube, go to our YouTube and search They Recast Rashawn because that, what you're describing right there, John, is what happened. It is and what happened. I would keep going with Iron Man 3, but... Uh, I wasn't anyways. having it. That's okay. We found a happy medium. So, John, I'm going to give it to you just uh, if you want to recap what the rankings look like, and then yeah. we'll, we'll get let's get into it. I've got it up here. I did. I did manage to sneak uh, the Incredible Hulk back onto the list. Unfortunately, we do have to have that listed because it was one of the movies we watched. Um, so here we are. Yeah, we got. So we got number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Two, The Avengers. Three, Age of Ultron. Uh, four, Winter Soldier. Five, Iron Man. Six, Iron Man. Three, Seven, Iron Man. Two, Eight, Captain America: First Avenger. Nine, Thor. 10 dark world 11 incredible hulk so i mean where do we start so i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna start low i'm gonna say let's just start and i think we can all probably agree we can start with it right above thor let's work our way up does anybody think is that thor is a better movie no okay okay so we start with it above thor and behind captain america the first avenger which I'm voting right now. I, I bump it above First Avenger. Where are you guys? Jo- Josiah, yeah. you? John? Yeah. You as well? Unanimous? Above, above First, yep. Okay, so above above the First Avenger. So now we've got Iron Man 2. Man, we know how Josiah and I feel about these Iron Man movies. It, it, it to, to me, it's very tough. Even though I know we're going to have to, it's very tough to even get these out of order because to me, like the Iron Man trilogy is just very good. And it's just like, it's a little trilogy, but we really, we, I can't just, you can't just stick three movies there on the list and, and, and just not a move them. Trilogy. It's tough. Yes. Um, I put it above Iron Man too. I, I think that this is a much tighter movie. I love Iron Man. I love all the Iron Man movies, but I would say Ant-Man is a more cohesive story and a, a better movie than Iron Man too. What do you guys think? And I, I, so I just to go forward. I, I mean, I think it's better than Iron Man three as well. So whoa. definitely two, definitely whoa, whoa, whoa. two. Hot shot. Whoa. One time. Definitely. So okay, not not. Let's not do that then. But Iron well, Man two for sure. Yes. Well, okay. So it, so <laughs> it, it already hops Iron Man two because John and I both both think so. But I want to hear what Josiah has to say. Dude, I struggle with Ant Man because when it came out, I felt like I would have had it at the top top third of the list. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm so stressed right now. Not just because that spider is gone. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, it, I obviously it's a moot point, but I'm gonna leave it. You would you wouldn't say it's above Iron Man two. It is all up to you guys to progress Ant Man. It's up to me. On the list. I'm it's, done. It's up to me. Would I put Ant Man above Iron Man three? Which I know John already would. I absolutely would. John, think of. Think of Rashawn. We know you're going to be watching. <laughs> this, uh, this has nothing to do with Rashawn, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I love Iron Man 3. I, 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 think that's a, I think that Iron Man 3, at this point in this MCU reviewing, I think Iron Man 3 is the most underrated movie we've seen so far. I think it gets way too much hate. It's such a, it's such a fun movie. It's more Iron Man, and, and, and I really like the themes in that film. So I wouldn't put it above Iron Man 3. We're going to get so much hate for this. 
We're going to get torn yeah. apart as we yeah. always do. And that's why I love doing this show. I love listening to very heavily opinionated Marvel people because we're that, because <laughs> we're the same way, but we just, yeah. you know, right. we just don't always agree. You know, John, John, it's fine. The differences were right. So it, the it difference just, it is, <laughs> we are right. So John, you would have kept going, John, just for, just to know, would you have gone ahead of, ahead of Iron Man with Ant-Man? No, you would have not, had it. Not about Iron Man. Iron Man is too nostalgic for me. This, this makes me feel good. I really was a little, for the first time, nervous when we got into this because I didn't know where I would have it sit. I wouldn't be super pissed if we got it up to like Iron Man level or above. Yeah. Like I, I, I would not be legitimately pissed if we got it above Iron Man. But for me, I think all three of those Iron Man movies are great. I'm saying it right now. All three of those Iron Man movies are great. We're, we're in the MCU, man. You can't go wrong. Minus Dark World and Incredible Hulk. You just can't <laughs> go wrong, right? Like it's, it's fine. It's fine. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. I, I like this. I feel good with this. All right. So we've, we've got a new a new top 12. Ant-Man slots in at number seven, right below Iron Man 3 and right above Iron Man 2. So that's the... Uh, it, you know what? I'm almost just relieved that we've finally broken up the Iron Man movies and I, I don't feel the pressure to be the first to, to you know to be, <laughs> to be in there breaking them up again because... It's going to get dicey, man. We're going to get into some really, really tough conversations soon. Like, I start to think about yeah. some of these some of these films coming up where it's like, man, what? this is going to be fun. I love ranking this stuff. This is so good. Dude, I have to throw up. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> the list after this is just insane. So uh, good. Like, we have a lot of good movies coming. I mean, we're starting Phase 4. The, so, Ant-Man is the final movie in Phase 3. We're getting into Phase 4. Right. We are we are officially ramping up to Infinity War and Endgame. Like, that is, we're in, we are in the Endgame now, sort of. I mean, we got, we got some movies there. left. We got some movies left, but we're, we're heading into Phase oh, yeah. 4. So, no, no, end, end of Phase 2, going into to 3, right? You're saying with... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a whole phase behind here. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. We knew what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just for clarification... So, I John, I kind of can't believe we finished phase two. I know, like we are, we're we're literally halfway there, and the, our, our next Avengers movie is Avengers Endgame. Like we're we're getting there, man. So, Ant Man to me represents a bit of a turning point because after that, our next episode, we get Captain America: Civil War, which I mm. love, by the way. Um, mm hmm. We get Doctor Strange, we get Guardians 2, we get Spider-Man in the MCU, we get freaking Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War. Are you kidding me? I have goosebumps right now. I, We're about to go on a run. We are. I and Just a quick about next week. I have not rewatched Civil War in a very long time because of the show. When we were doing the show, obviously we're still doing it, but when we, when we committed to the show, we were, we were doing once a week. And I'm like, all right, I'm not sneaking in any other rewatches. And we had a little bit of a hiatus. And I did, I did rewatch Endgame and uh, Infinity War back to back. I did do that because I felt like it was far enough down the list where it's like, all right, we still have weeks to go before we get back there. But I'm like, I'm not rewatching Civil War. That's that. Once we get back into this, once we start the second half of these movies, that's going to be quick. And I probably haven't seen Civil War in over a year, if not longer. So I am so excited to get back into Civil War because I, I purposely was like, that one I'm waiting for. That one's so close. So I'm, I'm waiting. I don't want to spoil the rankings. Um, I love Civil War. Love it. It is so it's been good a while. For been and a while. You know what? Same. We we talked a lot about Ant Man, more than I thought we would. Yeah, 
we're going to talk a lot about Civil War. There's a lot of ramifications. Oh, yes. There's a lot of characters that are very prominent in that movie. There's a lot of insane underlying themes. So let me tell you, everybody, what a way to come back here with Ant-Man. This is the appetizer. Wait for the full course with Civil War. Buckle up. It's going to be quite a ride uh, next week or when, whenever we get to this episode. But, fellas, what a what a time. Uh, as I've said, throughout the Geekiverse's existence, what a time to be a geek. We've got the MCU. <sighs> we've got new content on Disney Plus every month. Uh, we've got a lot in the Star Wars pipeline. Video games galore. It's just a wonderful time to be here talking about the things we're passionate about. We're going to wrap things up here for this episode of the MCU Reviewed. We want your opinion, though. Can't wait to hear what you think about how this fits in the scope of our rankings, especially in the middle of all the Iron Man movies. Uh, John and I noted Iron Man uh, trilogy lovers. Uh, would love to, to hear where you would rank it. Give us your rankings on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Comment in any of those social media profiles for us. You can watch this episode, of course, at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse. Listen to it on any major podcasting streaming network or right at our website, thegeekiverse.com. Uh, our sponsor for the show, again, Fantastic. That's F-A-N-T-E-E-S-T-I-C. 26shirts.com slash Fantastic. New shirts uh, every two weeks and proceeds go to benefit bene uh, uh, charities, individuals in need, or families in need. Wonderful partner there with Del Reed and 26 Shirts. We can't wait to have Del back on the show. I'm hoping he comes back with Civil War because I think he's going to have a lot of things to say. But if not, we'll get him for Doctor Strange, I'm confident. Uh, John, any any closing thoughts on Ant Man at all that we missed, or, or or what can we we can look forward to next week with the Geekiverse? I'm I'm just so excited to be back in the the swing of things and trying to get one movie a week. I just it was it's this rewatch is so much fun and it's almost it's the it's the pattern it's the frequency but it's also the restraint. And like I, I, we just watched Ant Man, and I'm like, man, Civil War is next. I just want to, I just want to pop it on. I want to watch it tomorrow night. Like I can't wait. But the restraint there is like, I want to get that in right before we talk about it. So the, the, the schedule is so good. I just to be back in this rewatch mode. I'm just, I'm so excited to be back. I could not say it any better, my friends. Uh, it's nice to have that schedule to almost hold you accountable to watching it, but to have that, uh, that discipline. Oh, our spider friend is back. Beautiful. Son of a <laughs> um, so. I, you know, watch along with us. That's the point of this. We want this community watch along. That's why we started this during the early days of the, of the, the pandemic to, to, to have something to do, but we're optimistically, optimistically getting out of the pandemic, continue this journey with us. We think it's going to be a blast, especially as we get back to theaters here. JT, anything we missed on Ant-Man, what we can look forward to for civil war, getting back to movie theaters, you name it. Hit us with your thoughts. Uh, nothing on it, man. I think we pretty much went through everything. You know, I'm just excited to do this. Like I, I told you guys when I first joined up, you know, I, I, I love Marvel. I love star Wars. Those are my two favorite things. So just to be able to watch the movies I watch all the time anyway, and talk about them. Um, but there's, there's one thing. Come on. Oh no. What? Wait, wait, what? There's one thing. I Wait, hold That's on. You guys hear that? Oh yeah, it's very. We heard them all. <laughs> we're we're bringing we're bringing Ultron up above Avengers. Baby. What? I want that boat out there? I want what? that boat out there. Whoa! I want that Ultron is Damn. one of. I honestly, I have it. I'm not, I'm not gonna give that. We, we, we'll go cross that road when it gets there. I have it above Avengers one. Ultron. Okay. I'm gonna snap it out. John, you're you're. 
Man, it, I, JT, I I did not see that coming. You legitimately had me surprised with how we're ending the show. <laughs> me too. A lot of times there's a little bit of almost feigned surprise. This is totally genuine. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, yeah, I, I want. I I am a huge, huge fan of Ultron. Um, as, as a villain, it. as a movie, same. Uh, it's not going to stay number two uh, just based off of what i know is coming but i want it above avengers and i'm okay with uh that being the case so but do you think that the fans will support it do you think you'll win this i've started to notice a lot in marvel reddit and marvel just twitter speaking a lot of people are like the nostalgia is always going to be there for the first avengers movie but they're starting to see it's not the best and i think i i think i'll get enough votes wow snaps coming I uh, I applaud the confidence because it's something that I'm 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 sort of I'm close with you I'm close there on you like I, I every time I watch Age of Ultron I love that movie even more in that we, is, I, we just talked about that I think with our first with the Wandavision for you sure know, it, and that is I my think, movie like what that is my background movie man like I love Age of Ultron the right. action in that it's like every time I turn my head something cool is happening or it's like all right turn my right. head oh this scene's awesome like right. Ultron is that movie for me so man it's. Ooh, I'm I'm not mad I mean, just, at it. Just thinking about how it, how it build, builds up the tension uh, between you know Tony and and Cap that you start to see that little civil war tension which we're getting right into civil war next week. Um, you know I I 100 have it above Avengers one. And the sounds is great. Like the first team up, love it. But you played go. the crowd. You're you're going to play the crowd beautifully here, just like I thought you did, <laughs> even though we had the wrong rankings. Uh, going back to the last snap, uh, I wouldn't be pissed. I can I might, absolutely make an argument. I think I might help. I think I might vote for it, <laughs> even though I'm I'm part of the team well, that put Avengers so above Ultron. When we when know. we had this the mishap and I and I snapped uh, Winter Soldier above. Um, I if you guys remember, like I mentioned that Ultron's going to go above that, like that because we we thought we hadn't watched it yet. I already uh, in my mind had already picked Ultron to go above that, you know, above Cap and gotcha. Winter Soldier. Um, so. Ultron's up there, man. Every time I watch it, I feel like I fall more in love with it. Our three movies currently: Guardians, Avengers, Ultron, and then Winter Soldier. Yep. I think definitively, still in my mind, those three movies are where they need to be. Those are the top four right now. Yeah, in, in the top four, I'm, yeah. I would never disagree with that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, had we, it, as we tried to say uh, that we were going to move up Winter Soldier, I would have said no. Like, I'm just not there. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like. I, under hype when it comes to that movie, but maybe overhyped for Civil War, as we'll find yeah, out. Um, yeah. But I absolutely can get behind, and I think it's one of the earliest movies I reviewed for the Geekiverse. Like we're talking early, uh, early 2015, I think. Uh, and I said that it like kind of captured. It didn't capture the initial magic of seeing the Avengers together for the first time, but it kind of came close. And I don't know. Ultron and Iron Man 3, for whatever reason, I always feel like those movies are crapped on unnecessarily. And so, uh, JT, I think I support you. You know what? I, I may vote for it. We'll see. All right. Like, get like, that John. vote in. People, please get that vote in. So, All John, right. tell us what it looks like now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so right at, once this once this video is posted, and I'm going to try to post it tonight after, after we finish recording and I get this edited. Once this video is posted, it's going to be accompanied by a tweet on the Geekiverse Twitter. So, we are at the underscore Geekiverse on Twitter. And it's going to be a poll. It's going to run for three days. And it's going to simply say, which is the better movie? 
You've got two options. You've got the Avengers. You've got Avengers Age of Ultron. I'm going to toss in a couple of hashtags to try to get some uh, some random pe- random people to find the poll. But John, try to try to find your your favorite social media influencers that are that are uh, Age of Ultron stands and try to get one of them to uh, to help you out here. Because it, it, as much as I as much as I can get behind it, and as much as I I could see. I could see myself getting there because I think they're both great, and I really do love Age of Ultron more and more every time I watch it. I still think that the the majority, the 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 vast majority of MCU viewers aren't isn't going to support that. But I, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I think there's an off chance that you do find the right crowd, whether that's Reddit or a portion on Twitter, and you get behind it and it takes fire. But I kind of do agree with John that I think. Not to stereotype, but I think comic book fans or old school comic book nerds will maybe be like, you're crazy. So you got to find the right crowd here. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, damn, that's super exciting. Yeah, and, and, you know, I feel like with Winter Soldier, without Ultron being there, my goal was to get it to uh, number one. There's no external, like, extra goal here. Like, I, I see Ultron always being above Avengers, no matter, you know, whether those drop down to six, seven or five, six, I don't care. Sure. But I need to see Ultron above that. All right. I like it. I vote. respect it. Vote, yeah. people, vote. Get out and vote. Am I right? Uh, cannot wait to see what that looks like. Gosh, that's super exciting. Well, I, you know, we wrapped up everything we possibly could want there. What a nice little almost cliffhanger there with JT. Uh, again, I'm Josiah Leroy with John Fick and JT, our, our new friend here at the Geekiverse. Super excited to join up uh for this series again with 26 shirts and fantastic hopefully we'll see you guys next week for one of my favorite movies uh, again not to spoil anything in the entire mcu captain america civil war make sure you watch the movie so you can keep along with us whether it's on youtube or on any of your favorite podcasting networks and let us know how right we are or how wrong we are with what we did with ant-man again for john and jt i'm josiah we'll catch you guys soon have a wonderful evening